to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for this episode is web-based visual acuity testing for children. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. April Jasper, our topical expert, Dr. Ann Morrison, and our topical editor, Dr. Mo Plowman. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm April Jasper, and I'm speaking today with Ann Morrison, an assistant professor at The Ohio State University College of Optometry. She received her OD degree in 2014 and PhD in 2021 from Ohio State. Ann is a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry, and today she will be discussing the April 2022 Journal of American Association for Pediatric Ophthalmology and Strabismus paper entitled web-based visual acuity testing for children by Dr. Eileen Birch et al. So I'm really interested in this one. I'm interested in all of them because I think this is such good information and for and for you to bring it to us in this way is just tremendous. So thank you for doing this, first of all. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah, so I think what's really cool about this is it's a topic everybody probably is wondering about. So let's just get right into it. Let's start with what were the authors looking at in this study? So these authors were looking to evaluate a newly developed web-based system for at-home pediatric visual acuity testing and compare that to how kids would perform in office with our typical acuity measures. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic especially highlighted a lot of health disparities that our patients often face. And we know that one of the big issues that we see as eye care providers is that oftentimes our patients that who live in more rural or remote settings have more barriers to healthcare access. And a lot of that's just simply due to distance and not having providers around that they can get to easily, or maybe they don't have the means to to transport themselves to the office. So in the eye care world, many conditions, including amblyopia, are monitored by visual acuity. You know, we often have patients come back every six to eight weeks, monitor their acuity, which then dictates how we're gonna alter our treatment. So if you aren't obtaining, and what's also important to note is that if you are not using a good visual acuity measure in clinic, you can, if the, if the acuity is poorly designed or it has poor optotype sizes, um, you can create a lot of errors and overestimate or underestimate a patient's acuity. And so it's really important that we standardize those testing. Um, so if we're able to have good, a good way to measure acuity at home, this might help you, um, manage your patients who can't come in as often. So it's important though, that we have a really good quality at home system to measure. So what this group did was they evaluated web-based visual acuity tests that meet the American Academy of Ophthalmology Pediatric Eye Evaluation's preferred practice pattern. I know that's a mouthful, but basically it's the standard of care that we need to follow as eye care providers. And they used an HOTV test for kids three to six and an ETDRS testing system for those seven and olders. And they were done on an MNS at-home acuity test computer program. And they use single crowding bars as we often do in the amblyopia world, because it's important to know that um, uncrowded letters can overestimate acuity. So they standardize it with the typical ATS protocols that we see in research. So now we see how they set up the testing. The next question I have for you is what were the general characteristics of the patients? So they did really look at kids. They looked at kids age three to 12. They looked at 65 of them. 
And they had a really good mix of kids that had vision problems and those who did not, so that you, you got a more realistic idea of if this works with kids with things like amblyopia and kids without it. And to be eligible for the study, they had to be able to complete the in-office testing. So if there were if there was trouble with that, they weren't going to send them home with it. But as long as they could, they then sent the, the family home with the at-home system and gave them detailed instructions on how to operate it and compared how they did in-office versus um, at home. Nice. All right. So then what is a brief synopsis of the testing procedure? How did it work? So in office, they would use the MNS, which is the company that they were working with. They used right. the MNS smart system laptop using either the HOTV or ETDRS acuity testing protocol for depending on their age in office. And as long as they were able to do that, um, they would then take that home with, with the acuity system and they would obtain those measurements at home. Um, for specifics on how that was done, it's best to look at the paper exactly. They It's really well done. I can tell you just based on summary, it was standardized really well. It seemed pretty simple. Um, and then they compared how the kids did exactly on each one of those tests. Okay. Again, here we go. The moment we've been waiting for. So what were the results? The results were really good and very promising. So for the children who use the HOTV protocol, so those are going to be the younger kids, the mean difference between in-office and at-home visual acuity was only 0.01 logmar, which is really, really tiny. Wow. Um, and for the children that were older and used the ETDRS protocol, the difference was 0.04 logmar, which is also very small. So these were not significant differences, which is what we're looking for in a test like this. We want them to be very similar. Um, this suggests that these te testing methods were just as good as the in-office testing that we do. So ultimately, the ATS, HOTV, and EETDRS visual acuity tests had excellent concordance with in-office acuity testing. Nice. All right. So is there, I mean, the, the results, I agree, are incredible. What would you say is your main takeaway and what should we be thinking as clinicians? So it may not be mainstream now to have at-home acuity testing, um, but my guess is that it is going to become more mainstream and something that will be readily available for our patients. There will be some limitations, right? Patients might have to have a computer or tablet available at home and have access to the internet. Um, but if they have those things available, this might help improve our um relationship with our patients and maybe even compliance with treatment. If patients are able to regularly um, have their acuity monitored, it might help them with compliance. The more you see them, the more they typically uh, comply with things. And it will allow for better management of conditions like amblyopia or macular degeneration or any other uh, conditions that acuity dictates the treatment. Um, and really the, the big thing in the public health world is better access to care, which I think is really important to us as optometrists when we're managing our patients. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Anne. This is wonderful information and really good for us to be kept up to date with where we're at in all of this type of research. So thank you again. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen.